to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host. I'm a retail transformation coach, a consultant, and I help retailers to deliver transformation, identifying the ideal operating model and then making the change happen to drive profitability and relevance. Thank you for tuning in today. This one is episode 183, number 183. It feels like we're approaching a period of really tough trading conditions. Consumer confidence is at a low point. Inflation is hitting household bills and disposable income. And supply chain challenges continue to make life difficult. And in tough market conditions, we can all expect businesses to take on a really forensic review of the different costs and assets, investments and strategies. Now, if as part of your operation, you run physical stores, it's highly likely that at some stage, you are going to need to have a conversation about them. Are stores in the right locations? Are they oversized? Are they playing the right role in the omnichannel strategy in terms of order picking and collection? Are they optimized for customer service? Is there a tale of unprofitable stores? Should you even still have stores? Should you have more stores? And these are just some of the questions that you're going to need to lean into over the coming months and even years, potentially. And of course, the answers to all of these questions are going to be completely unique to your own circumstances, to your own strategy, your own brand and so on. But as stores are being challenged and questioned, an important question must also be raised in that same discussion. What is the purpose of our stores? What is the role that they play within the business and, more importantly, within our customers' lives as well? So that's what we're going to dive into today, helping you to understand the role that stores play and what it is that you need to do to make sure that you do realize that particular role, that particular purpose. Show notes from today are going to be over at obandco.uk slash 183. And whilst you're over there, why not sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, my free email newsletter that comes out once a week with the top retail transformation headlines from around the world. You'll understand the retail trends as they're happening. And in particular, you'll learn about some of the really cool and innovative store trials and experiments that are ongoing for a whole number of different brands across all categories. Like I say, it's totally free. Sign up at obandco.uk slash 183. So as you start to think about the role of your stores, of course, there are going to be some fundamentals that you need to think about. What is the current performance of your stores? What is the customer feedback? What are customers even trying to do? What missions are they walking into the physical four walls to try and achieve? And how has that changed in particular over the last couple of years through the pandemic, through the increase of work from home and different consumer lifestyles? 
And how do stores interact with the other channels that you run in your business? Now, all of these are very valid and very good things to be thinking about as you think about the role of your stores. But alongside that, I'd like to introduce you to three aspects of how your customers would want to interact with you and with your brand in stores. Those three aspects are stock, service, and experience. So let's explore them. Stock. Now, thinking here, not just of the literal aspect of having stock. Yes, that's an important part, perhaps. But think about all of the stock elements in the operating model. So not just your classic retail browse and buy, having stock on the shelf or on a hanger or whatever, and ability to buy it live in store and walk out with a shopping bag. But also think about other stock flows like ship from store fulfillment or collection ship to store and returns or reverse logistics. Essentially, your stores play a role in the flow of stock through the business. And let's be honest, much of retail still works in this way. And whilst it seems unsexy, often it still works, especially for some categories or some niches. I'm thinking things like grocery and discount. Whilst we are seeing moves in quick commerce, for example, physical stores still play a really massive chunk of that overall market. And let's not forget that. However, different categories absolutely do behave in different ways. So stock is the first of the aspects that we need to be thinking about. How is stock flowing through the physical stores? Next up is service. This is about helping and supporting your customers to complete their particular mission at a particular point in time and doing that in a positive way. So the customer leaves feeling helped, feeling supported, feeling happy. Now, this may be questions about a product. This may be overcoming issues with a product after purchase, warranty claims, and so on. And again, this is not new news, but we absolutely do see some retailers really excelling at this. And this is an important aspect to consider. I'm thinking things like Apple stores, which are full of colleagues there to help customers to understand a new product or to use their devices to the maximum after purchase, whether that be getting them repaired or teaching them new things. And then the final aspect is around experience, activities or services or propositions that you can't get elsewhere. And this also includes elements of discovery as well, which again, you can't do quite as effectively anywhere else as you can in store. And again, experience and experiential retail has been a big buzzword for a number of years in retail. So this is not also new. But we again see stores and brands doing this really effectively. You know, I'm thinking companies like Nike have done some fantastic things with their stores there to give an experience that you can't get elsewhere, whether that be a running club or a yoga class or other events. Or maybe it's about giving you tutorials to help get the most out of your product. A huge number of different aspects could fit into this experience element. And again, we're seeing more store concepts coming through like this. You know, I'm thinking like Beta that we've had in the US that's run its own path. We've now got companies like City Live happening in the UK that is a store focused purely on experience in many ways. So we've got these three different aspects, stock, service, and experience. And you may turn around and say, well, that's nothing new. 
And you'd be absolutely right, because they're still fundamentally important. But getting the right mix is really important to define the role of your store. So we're not saying that stores are suddenly radically different and they work in a completely different way, but they need to work in the optimum way for your business, for your customers. And I'd also like to introduce another dimension at this stage. And that dimension is around timescale. So your stores may play a different role for customers at different points through the overall customer lifecycle. Now, the obvious way of splitting timeline into two different groups is thinking around pre-purchase and post-purchase. So before the sale or after the sale. Now, for your business, there may be a more relevant split for timescale. But if you're not sure on what that split would be, the best way is just using this pre and post sale or pre or post purchase grouping. So we've got three aspects and two timescales. That gives us six different ways of looking at the role of the store. So you can have stock flows before the sale, stock flows after the sale and so on. Now, what I'd like you to do right now is a little exercise. So against each of those six, and you can draw it into a little matrix if you like, I'd like you to assign 100 points split between them based on the question, where do you currently spend your time and your effort in stores? So assign the 100 points. You may want to go heavy on one. You may want to divide it into different categories, whatever. But really, what we're looking to do is how are your stores currently set up? How are they currently operating? Where is the focus? And it's likely that you're going to want to get a number of different people involved in this discussion and this decision. And that's great. It's likely to pull out lots of debate, which is going to be super useful to help define and really understand and agree on the role of your stores. But I would like you to be very specific on this question. Where are you currently spending the time and effort? It is in the present tense, not the future, not should, not could, not would, but where are you spending the time and effort? And there's no right answer here, but it is important to have an honest answer. Where are you, not where should you be? Because the should part is coming up next as a little spoiler. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. So you're taking each of those six different categories in a little matrix, perhaps, if you like, stock, service, and experience compared against the two timescale dimensions of pre-purchase and post-purchase. Now, having done that, I'd like you to record it all down and then completely forget all of those answers. So you may want to do this next bit on a different day or in a different workshop or whatever that is. But I'd like you to completely wipe your mind, think not of what are we doing, but instead think about what should we do? And the question I'd like you to consider, again, with those same 100 points, where should you focus on to make your stores the most successful? So wipe the slate clean, take those 100 points, divide them up into those same six groups. Where should you spend your time, your effort to make your stores the most successful they can be? The big obvious side question here is, what does a successful store mean? How do you measure that? And again, this is going to mean lots of different things to different brands. There is no single one way of defining a successful store. 
You know, maybe more about financial measures, sales, profit, or maybe more about customer measures, NPS or brand reputation. Both are valid, but both drive different actions, different operations, and ultimately different results, right? So think about what does a successful store mean for you and for your company? And then think about how you're going to divide those 100 points up across those six groups to be able to deliver that. The temptation here, let's be honest, is that everything's important. We should do everything. But ask yourself, is there anything here that is more important? Because something is more important, it doesn't mean something else is not important. It just means it's less important, right? Because if the role of your store is trying to be all things to all people, the risk is that it doesn't do anything well and it ends up being eh, mediocre and it doesn't really excel at anything. No one's happy. It doesn't give any great results. It's very average at best. And I can certainly think of conversations where there has been this huge drive to say everything is important. We can't sacrifice anything. We must do everything. And I've been working with clients where stores were underperforming and underwhelming and questions were raised around the role of the store and different stakeholders, as you would expect, all fought for different aspects. The CFO is wanting a strong financial performance, significant profits, growing sales, high efficiency. The CMO is wanting a physical home for brand launches, brand activations, exclusive experiences. Other stakeholders want the perfect environment to engage with customers or build brand loyalty or resolve problems or provide excellent service levels or give a hub for stock distribution or this or, 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 or more specifically, it was actually and this, and this, and, 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 and. You see, everything was on the table. Everything was the most important. Nothing was more important. And even then, when I discussed this with the CEO, it was clarified that the store state needed to be all of these things. But to design and implement a new operating model to go from underperforming in almost all areas to overperforming in all areas is challenging. Now, ultimately, we managed to come to an agreement where there was some prioritization. There was a respect that some elements are more important. And in turn, the operating model could be designed to focus in on this with then a future roadmap of how to start considering the other important, but just less important aspects going forward so that there was a continual evolution. So I can't stress the importance of actually being able to prioritize what you want your stores to be. It guides the approach. So back to our 100 points. Where are you going to need to devote these 100 points to make your stores the most successful they can be? Include different stakeholders to help you decide. Think about adding in your corporate or your brand strategy, which will be essential to guide you in the right way. Consider if you have any market or customer insight that could support your decision making. Maybe, shock horror, even ask a group of your customers, what would they want from your stores? Ask your colleagues in store, what do they think is the most important? And of course, you may want to go deeper in and explore the relative importance of different aspects within each of those six groups in more detail. And also remember, 
there's nothing to say that you can't continue to do this exercise, tracking movement and progress as you evolve and as the customers evolve and the market evolves and so on. Now, once you have devoted those 100 points, consider what's the difference from where you are today to where you need to be to make your stores the most successful. If they're exactly the same, congratulations, you have got the perfect setup. Keep doing what you're doing. But most likely, there are going to be some ups and some downs. This is not to say focus less if there is a, a, a down, so to speak, but it is just you need to focus more on other elements. It's going to show you ultimately where your current operation is over or under indexing compared to what that ideal role of your store should be. And as you develop and evolve your operating model, you may need to either pull back on some of these aspects to reduce costs or simplify the proposition. But of course, you're also going to want to be pushing forward on other aspects as well. And with these focus areas that you want to push forward into, think about propositions that you can develop to begin to excel in the different elements, the different groups. And remember, don't focus on developing a perfect operation for something that isn't important, or most important at least, to you, your brand and your customers. And once you've done that, I'd like you to then think about how you can create crossover between the different aspects. So take those three aspects that we're talking about, stock, service, and experience, and imagine them as a Venn diagram where there is overlapping sections between the three and at the center, a very golden little triangle that overlaps all three. Think about how you can develop your operation into those crossover elements, specifically focused on what's most important. And remember to also consider those two different timeframes pre and post purchase or whatever you think is best. So if you're thinking of those crossover elements, maybe for stock and service, you want to be thinking about providing expert advice to customers to help understand how they can put their purchases to best use or how you could offer a great repairs service to customers that not only gets a product fixed, but also leaves the customer feeling more positive, knowing how to get more out of it or how to use it better in the future. Or maybe you're looking at the overlap between service and experience and what you can do to provide elements that you can't get elsewhere that also help customers complete the mission that they're on. Whether that be around perhaps building a community of customers and fans that provide a platform for customers to build relationships with each other and share tips and advice. Or maybe you're looking at the overlap between stock and experience about providing more experience with the product. So maybe in-depth store demos or in-store personalization, or maybe it's around micro-manufacturing on-site or even re-manufacturing for a more sustainability angle. But a reminder, don't try to focus on all aspects. Remain focused on the intersections for the most important elements for your business, for your customers, and in the relevant timeframe that makes sense. Over time, as I suggested earlier in the little case study, you can become more sophisticated and add in other elements. But what you're trying to do here is understand the role of your store and then build a roadmap for how you can begin to realize this. A roadmap that develops and evolves over time. A roadmap that recognizes some aspects are more important than others. 
so that your customers can come into your stores in the way that will be best for them and best for your company. Now, maybe you want to think about trials or hothouses and developing a store of the future that begins to put this in place really quickly. But ultimately, what I want to really drive home with you today is that you need to define what you are trying to achieve, and then you can make the intentional developments to realize that. And if you're in a place where tough decisions are being made, you need to make sure that everything you do is intentional and driving you in the right direction. And with a strong recognition as well that nothing changes if there's no execution. And if you finish up listening to today's episode and that's all you take back, then that's great. Plus, if you'd like to go even deeper, then of course there are loads of other episodes of the Retail Transformation Show to check out. Here are four to get you started. First up, in episode 181, I was discussing six new business models driven by sustainability. And these may be interesting add-ons as you thinking about the role of your store. Secondly, episode 171 with Howard Tierski, where we were discussing about letting avatars guide your transformation. And this is particularly useful to think about how your customers or your customer avatars can guide you to put those 100 points across those different groups. Next up, why not check out episode 160, Stores versus Online, Which is Best? Now in this episode, we really recognize that one size does not fit all. And you may want to take this same exercise and the same mentality into what we've discussed today and consider how that also works for your online channels as well. And then finally, an excellent conversation with Doug Stevens is waiting for you in episode 144 called Resurrecting Retail After the Pandemic. And again, Doug does an excellent job here of explaining some different archetypes of what your stores, what your business can be. And this is important to consider defining the role of your store. Now, the links to all of those and the references to all of those episodes are on the show notes today at obandco.uk slash 183. Also over there, you'll find my email address, oliver.banks at obandco.uk, where if you'd like to discuss the role of your stores going forward, then please do reach out. It'd be great to discuss different aspects that you're thinking about and how we could work together to make sure that you drive a meaningful and intentional change that puts your business firmly on the right track. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app for new episodes coming out every single week. And hey, a quick request. Would you mind sharing this podcast with other people that you know that you think they've got to be listening to the Retail Transformation Show too. I'd be eternally grateful. So please do recommend this to your colleagues, to your friends, to your peers, to your team. Thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to joining you on another episode very, very soon. Bye for now. <laughs>